And we are recording, as I say, uh, good afternoon to one Robbie Lessig. Hey there, Robbie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. So uh, how's uh, another week of solitary confinement treating you? Uh, you know, same old, same old. I'm now, like, constructing things out of wood, rafts. Are you a carpenter yeah. now? Oh, yeah, might as well. I mean, because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if the floods are coming. I don't know the locusts, whatever's coming. But I'm prepared, baby. I'm like you know, making rope out of vine and stuff. It's like, I'm going full native, baby. See, it doesn't sound like you're a carpenter. To me, it sounds like you're more of a Tom Hanks from uh, Castaway. Yeah, I'm watching a lot of Naked and Afraid. Okay. So, so I'm kind of, you know, I feel like I should be doing stuff like that. That's you know? good. Well, that's good. Now, are you um, are you talking to a volleyball or some other piece of sporting equipment? Uh, Stella's still alive. I haven't eaten her yet. So, no, you're just so, talking to the dog. <laughs> I just talked to the dog, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for the dog, then. Uh, but yeah. another week in the books <laughs> on the verge here of another episode of the 222 Podcast. And I have to apologize. Um, I have I have just enough of allergies going on where when I talk, like, every 90 seconds, I get a tickle in my throat. And it always sounds like I'm about to get emotional. So I'm not about to cry here. It's just that every now and again, my throat goes, ha, allergies, pollen. And it's just enough if you're talking to someone like within six or you know six feet away from them, they, they think you're sick. Like it's just enough to make it seem like you're kind of sick. Yeah. It, and trust me, because I have it going on right now. And once in a while, I get a little tickle. And when I was at the store. I got a little tickle. I'm like, don't cough, don't cough, yeah. don't cough. They're going to kill you. Don't cough <laughs> or sneeze at the grocery store. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because, mm, yeah, it's mm. just not going to. You're going to get the look. You're going yep. to get the look. Plus, uh, if you're wearing a mask, uh, especially the sneezing thing, you, oh, oh, it's a bad scene. It's a bad scene. <laughs> the other day I was in, I was over at Redner's and I was picking up some things for Julie and Lena. And uh, it was Julie's birthday earlier this week. So I was picking up uh, a cake and stuff. And uh, I had my mask on and I threw some gum in on the drive over. And I forgot that I was wearing a mask or I forgot that I was chewing gum, whichever one isn't as dumb. And I blew a bubble. Oh, that's fantastic. Right into the mask. <laughs> right into the mask. I had to go into it. the bathroom at the Redner's and try to, like, scratch the gum off of the mask. It was just, it was a bad scene, man. It was a bad scene. Uh, now, was it the Under Armour mask that yes. I told you to wear? Yes. It was oh, the, so you can't just throw it away. No, it was the it's the, and it's the one that's tied up against your face, too, because it's yeah. actually oh. built to keep you warm, not for mm -hmm. this. Yeah, so it was not, I mean, it wasn't terrible. Luckily, it wasn't, like, super sticky that it just ruined the mask, but it was just, you know, you feel like a, you feel like a real dummy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because this thing is obviously covering your face, doofus, and now you go and yeah. blow a bubble. And it was like I had gotten into the like comfortable part of wearing the mask and shopping because we I'd been in there for like 10 minutes walking up and down the aisles looking for things that were on the list and that's when I just like while reading the list while looking for products my mind had shut down it was on autopilot and choo-choo pop all oh. <laughs> that's funny yeah I mean it's weird because I forget that I have a mask on too and like like I'll go to yawn or something and then the mask like go in my mouth like oh like you know like, yeah <laughs> it's, it's just it's a weird time, buddy. It's just a weird, weird time going on right now. All I could think when it happened was like, I don't think Spider-Man ever had this problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Tony Stark is blowing bubbles no. in the Iron Man. Something too. tells me Tom <laughs> Holland doesn't have to worry about getting bubble gum. 
on the inside uh, of his mask when he's swinging through uh, Queens or Brooklyn, wherever the hell he's from. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I have to say, uh, for the first time in our relationship, I'm uh, jealous of you because you got some free beer from our buddy Greg, and I know you I uh, You want to go yeah. ahead and uh, give it a try. What, what, are you, what are you taste testing for us here from our pal Greg? So, so this is the, um, the red ale. He dropped off two for me, and I, I had a week earlier um, from him. Oops, my phone slipped. And, um, it was, it was excellent. Um, and I told him about that. I said, I was going to save this one for the show, but there's a red ale, uh, 5.15%. Ah, uh, the sound of beer pouring. It just doesn't there. get more, uh, exciting than that. I had a and look at that nice red color too. I don't know yep. if you can see it. On nice and dark and malty. I'm sure. I think we've had this before. I think we, we have. Might have. Yeah. I think we've had the wheat before, but the wheat, oh my, it was so, and Greg and I, I talked to him about it, that the, the, um, it was so, for, you know, wheats are kind of that unfiltered and look kind of cloudy. Yeah. I don't particularly care for that. I like it a little clearer, and this was crisp and clear and refreshing, but had the great taste of the wheat, so loved it, so. Cheers to Greg. Thanks. He dropped it off on Easter Sunday oh, at my home. The Easter we bunny live- came over. Yes, and apparently we live pretty close to each other. And uh, he was funny. He was all concerned because I posted pictures of Chase and the egg hunt. And he's like, I'm not being creepy, but do you live in this development? <laughs> and it, it was funny. So we stopped by and we had a nice little chat on Easter Sunday. And um, cheers to him. I'm going to give us a try. And you socially distanced, right? You stayed uh, six feet away from each other, I'm sure. Yeah, he stayed in the car. I stayed out. We did a whole, you know, elbow fist bump thing. Oh, that's good. Excellent. That's good. Yeah, he does a great job. I love the uh, Belgian he makes because it's uh, it's hard to find good Belgians. They're just not you know around and they're not as accessible as these other beers like we talk about all the time, IPAs and stuff. So um, the uh, curtains match the shades. The strawberry, I think it is um, Belgian. Oh that yeah, that's good. Yeah, that is yes. one of my favorites. So I'm glad you're enjoying that. Uh, I had last night from a Saucony. I stopped and uh, got a Crowler. They're doing some great deals in at Saucony at Franklin Street Station right now. Like I got, um, I got a Crowler fill for seven bucks. Two Crowler fills actually, each seven dollars. Their four pack of their uh, uh, Jazz Fest Lager, which is like I think a raspberry lager, really tasty, is uh, ten bucks a four pack. But I got their new Stonefly IPA is like their flagship IPA, and they made a double. Okay. They made a double version of it, and I had that last night. And I drank the whole crowler, and let me tell you, eleven point eight percent. Ooh, you were feeling good, buddy. Well, that was luckily I started it because I did a Facebook Live thing last night uh, just for fun and to chat with people, do a happy hour type deal. I just, you know, copied off what everyone else is copying off of and doing. So I hopped on there, and I only start. Luckily, I started drinking it at like six, and then just drank it the rest of the night. So I nursed that entire crowler until about I would say. 10:30. So it was 32 yeah. ounces over 4 hours. So I was very responsible. Very responsible. True. Yes. Well, why? You're not driving anywhere. Yeah, I'm not where the hell am I going? Yeah, you're right. You should have drank it right out of the crowler too. I I should have. I should have cuz Julie yeah. wasn't going to drink any of it. Yeah, you're not sharing. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I want to try is it called Slugger by Sly Fox? Yes, that's Sly Fox. It's uh, the cans are cool cuz they look the powder blue maroon uh uniforms yeah. from the fills back in the 80s. Yeah. That's apparently going to be uh, available at um at the uh, Citizens Bank Park whenever oh, things nice. if, if we get baseball in twenty yeah. uh twenty which we'll have so I, yeah I, I think it'll happen yeah I mean we'll have baseball I just don't know if it'll be at Citizens Bank Park 
True. Yeah. And I'm not, I want to give that a try. Um, yeah. I want to stop by Sly Fox. Plus I love their food. I mean, God, I, I love it over there too. It's my, my favorite new restaurants in the area. Well, that's one of the uh, uh, locations we're considering tonight for our local takeout of the evening. So that's, ooh, that's in I'll the uh, running. What, do the Brussels sprouts. You know how I always advocate for those Brussels sprouts. It's a, it's a, it's a good appetizer, but it's also a little naughty because it's a little like beer fried. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so a little it's like naughty. A veg- it's a vegetable, but it's a little naughty because it has a little, you know, beer batter on it. So it's fantastic. I love how you yes. describe that. It's a little naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Just like me. Just like you. Um, there's a lot of things uh, I want to talk about. Uh, I'm glad you're doing well. Um, have you been, I know you were trying to do some like DDP yoga. Have you, have you still been working out? Um, I actually, this week I've kind of slacked on it. I was doing it the week before. Uh, I did take a walk this week. Good for I you. Mean, you know, I mean, it was it was kind of rainy all week. It was kind of crappy weather. Yeah, so it wasn't really a great weather. Yeah, but um, I have so many projects around the house I got to do. So that's gonna be today. I like I was telling you earlier, got a little part time gig. You know, You're delivering to, groceries, uh, delivering groceries and personal shopping for people. You know, I figured like, I mean, every time I deliver the groceries and someone opens a door and they say, "Oh my God, Robbie from the Two Twenty Two podcast," you know, like, why do you have to do this? You're a celebrity, and I'm like, but. I'd like to give back to the community, right? I mean, and uh, it's 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 great. I mean, they appreciate it. You know, someone of my stature in the community giving back to the people who cannot get out and get groceries. So, <laughs> no comment. On, on my- <laughs> uh, it just you know, I want to let that sit. <laughs> I want to let that settle. As yeah. and just let it sit out there. Well, it's nice. It's nice that you give back to the little people. Yeah, that's like when you yeah, do I this mean, show with me. You're giving back. Exactly. It's like it's make a wish. Uh, it, <laughs> it is for one of us. It is. For it one is. of us. All right, let's get things going here. Uh, Two twenty two podcast. Lots of things I want to get into today. Um, I started uh, working out a little bit and doing more than just walking, and it is very embarrassing. So I want to talk about that, and it all stems from one of those silly online social media challenge things where you get nominated for crap so i want to talk about that a bunch of other stuff got canceled this week i watched a new stand-up special there's a couple movies that have been added to uh netflix and hbo that i want to check out uh, and there's something else that everyone seems to be doing right now that uh is really putting julie and i in a bad spot so i want to talk about all that and much more uh episode 192 of the 222 wow. podcast let's get things going Flight directors, I want the go, no, go for launch. Retro. Go flight. Booster. Go flight. Eco. Go flight. Trajectory. Go flight. Fido. Go flight. Ava. Go flight. Capcom Freedom. Go flight. Capcom Independence. Go flight. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's pucker time. Oh, not again. This is the 222 Podcast with Mike Keller. The jerk store called. They're running out of you. And Robbie Lessig. You just made the list. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Mike and Robbie and at Mike and Robbie on Twitter. Plus, you can send them an email at 222M&R at gmail.com. We're ready to believe you. Now, here's Mike. It's Miller time. All righty. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another episode of the 222 Podcast on Facebook Live. So if you are uh, hanging out with us there on the Facebook Live and 
anything you want to talk about, feel free to uh, drop us a comment. This is exciting, Robbie, since I did my little Facebook Live on my uh, personal page experiment last night and everything went well. That means in the future, whenever you're allowed to come back over here and we can kind of get things back to normal and everything's opened up again, or at least that we can you know, do the podcast in the same room again, we will be able to take phone calls when we do our Facebook Lives. Whoa. Yes. We are freaking huge. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. We, yeah. I have a Google Voice account. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. That I've had that I've had since the first Dopey podcast that I did. That it's just been sitting idle, and I figured out a way to use it. So um, we will be able to do that. And uh, I did a little Facebook Live thing. Like I said, uh, it was fun. Got some calls. Uh, might do that again uh, next week at some point. A little happy hour deal. So uh, stay tuned for that good stuff. As I said, a bunch of stuff I want to get into. If you want to reach out to us, uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mike and Robbie, Twitter at Mike and Robbie, emails 222 MNR gmail.com. Uh, and you can follow us personally on all those social medias. And uh, Robbie, good to be back. Good to do another episode. And uh, good to talk to you. And uh, as I said, I was challenged on social media to one of those, um, you know, nominate, you do something, then you nominate somebody else. I feel like it all started with the ice bucket challenge. Yeah. You know, because they were doing stuff there. And then you'd, at the end of your ice bucket challenge, you'd go ahead and you would nominate more people. And then the thing kept going and going and going and going and going. And I think it just ended like a week and a half ago. Um, But now (laughs) there is apparently a new challenge. And I have to... uh, yell at Justin uh, on Instagram because he challenged me to this uh, push-up thing. Have you seen this thing going around where it's like you have to Uh, do push-ups every day and you want to build up and see how many you can do and you're supposed to take a video of yourself doing the push-ups and then nominate more people? uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I am... I am not doing that on a social media level because the fact that I can only do a handful of push-ups is super embarrassing, and I'm not posting that. I'm willing to talk about it, but I don't want anyone seeing me shaking and sweating after push-up number four. Well, thank God you didn't nominate me because it ain't happening. No, I, well, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it on social media. But the embarrassment of it between that and like helping Lena with her phys ed stuff as a part of her uh, schooling. Like they still have to do gym, so we're doing some gym games with her. So the fact that we're doing that and then this uh, nomination, I started trying to do push-ups every day. And I finally, after like 10 days of trying to do them, if not every day, like at least five to six times a week, I finally was able to do 10 push-ups in a row without stopping. And that is a personal Mike Keller record, which is so embarrassing <laughs> to say out loud. That's not embarrassing. You're a, you don't, but you're a runner guy. You're not like a strength and conditioning guy. But the problem is I can't be a runner guy anymore. So I've had to go ahead and try something else. So I've been doing that. And then I, I was able to uh, add five after I rested for a while. So my, uh, my record in one sitting is embarrassingly 15. And this is an all-time record. See, now I got to try it and see what my 
I don't think I've done one of those in forever. Yeah, I'm. It's just embarrassing. It's so very, very embarrassing. But um, yeah. I'm not doing it online. But I am going to try to do it because I can't run. I had to come up with new ways to kind of work out a little bit. So that that is the new thing. Like you said, going for walks and stuff, and uh, then dealing with everybody like crossing the street when you come up to them. But it is it is what everybody's going through right now. So you do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. I'm right. telling you, I'm gonna I'm gonna burn the DDP yoga. You'll love it. You can do that. You get bendy. It's good. You get bendy. <laughs> You get bendy. Julie will love it. Just saying. Because I'll be bendy. Think about it. I don't think I. I don't think it's really going to improve. Or, or <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine that is going to really uh, correct or fix or improve anything for her. Oh well. Yeah. I tr- tell her I tried. All right. I mean- I'll tell her you tried. Um, so I'm doing that right now. Uh, a couple things uh, I wanted to get into. Uh, had a pretty fun week on the radio show as we got to uh, chat with a couple of guys who are behind a new Netflix comedy. Noel did a great job booking them, and their names are Greg and Jeff Schaefer. Now, I didn't know those names. I don't expect you to know those names. But then you do a little Googling. You look up their Wikipedia and all of a sudden you see that Greg, the creator of this Bruce Brothers on Netflix, he worked on Mad About You, that 70s show, and more, which are some big shows from back in the day. And his brother, Jeff, was a writer on Seinfeld, also a writer and a director on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he's got a whole other batch of shows on his Wikipedia, but I could not see past Seinfeld and curb your enthusiasm like that is right where my tunnel vision started yeah. and where it stopped i was not moving past that so i went and i, I turned on this show bruce Buzz. i like beer i like comedies i like the shows that these guys have worked on in the past so i'm like this show's gonna be great beer it's everything i love coming together in one foul swoop so i turned it on and when i tell you that i struggled to get through the first episode Really? I'm not even sure I'm 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 not overstating it even a little bit. It was really tough. Really tough. And I just it's not wasn't funny? It's not they had some chuckle moments, but it just it wasn't it wasn't working for me. There there just wasn't characters there or there wasn't enough of the comedy there that I was really absolutely loving it. So I watched two and a half episodes and I felt laboring. Really, it was laboring to get through it. It was really tough and I was really bummed out and now I was like stressing we were all stressing this interview coming up because you never know with people like do they only want to talk about the new thing they're doing are they going to want to you know obviously start you got to start as a professional start promoting that new thing but then then you want to go into some of the stuff that other people have heard of because honestly that's the stuff that might get them to check out this new show with all the options that there are because they have such a good track record yes right yeah you know of seinfeld mad about you 70s show that thing then that's when get people well that was good this this has to be good yeah yeah so unfortunately yeah no but i'll I'll tell you this it's not it's not awful it just it isn't with all the options out there something i was i it it, it wasn't keeping my attention maybe that's a better way of putting it so Mm -hmm. i we brought these guys on and right away we could kind of tell that everything was going to be okay with this interview just by their tone on the interview and we also kind of figured it was going to be okay because how about this these producers and writers and directors they're in la and they did the interview live and wow they got up at like five in the morning to do this interview but that's good though i mean they're they're trying to promote their product right that means they're good guys they're not just like well oh we just did this to make money i mean they're trying to promote the product and 
I'm yeah, and like a lot of people in that those industries don't even want to do it at eight thirty in the morning when they're on the East Coast, much less guys yeah. on the other side. So that met a lot. That was kind of a very cool thing, and I I I've, I was very impressed by that. And then we got to talking. We were having some fun with them about the fact that they're brothers, the brothers, uh, the two stars of the show who are in this brewery together. They're brothers, so that was a whole thing, and how it is semi autobiographical. And while it's not exactly. These two characters are kind of based off them very, very loosely. A lot of the characteristics are kind of there between the older brother and the younger brother. So it was it was kind of cool to talk about that. And then I I, tran- I, I segued and went to Jeff and I started talking to him about writing on Seinfeld. And uh-huh. one of his credits right there at the top of the Wikipedia as far as Seinfelds go is the fact that he created the Festivus poll. Which is the best. Probably one of my favorite top five episodes. Well, and as far as like props go in television history, everyone has heard of the Festivus Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, and he told the story behind Festivus how there was another writer in the room and they were just hanging out. They weren't even talking about story ideas. And this guy started telling a a tale from back at his family how his dad actually celebrated Festivus, and this is where <laughs> Festivus came from. Now, there wasn't a poll in this family's tradition. There wasn't um, any kind of feats of strength, but they did do, like, airing of grievances at this Festivus holiday. Yes. For the rest of us. So <laughs> Festivus actually stems from a family tradition that one writer on Seinfeld was just BSing with his fellow writers about in the writer room. And that's why Seinfeld is so great. A lot of those episodes... Are true stories. Yeah. From Larry David and Jerry and, you know, and the writers. So it's awesome. And then they kind of also like exaggerated it, added some stuff. And, you know, there was no Christmas tree. There was no single item that was kind of the centerpiece of decorations for Festivus. So Jeff came up with this just pole, this aluminum pole that would stand (laughs) in the corner and be the Festivus pole. And that idea, you know, blossom into a holiday that now people actually celebrate. Fans of Seinfeld will actually celebrate Festivus, which I think is on the 22nd or 23rd of December. My brain is failing me. But just the fact... There's a lot of things I want to tell you about you people. I've got a lot of problems with you people. (laughs) Yeah. It is amazing. And the fact that he was so willing to talk about that, and then he told a story, because if you remember the Seinfeld episode on Curb Your Enthusiasm, there was a Seinfeld Mm -hmm. reunion episode, and the entire uh, gist of it was... They were going to record a new episode, so they were working on the show, and then that was in the episodes of Curb. So it was a show within a show, and he mm-hmm. directed that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Get out! Yes. Oh, that's awesome. And he was that's telling like a oh, that's awesome. And he was telling the story how he was offset, and he was watching this unfold in front of him, and the Seinfeld episode that they were filming in the show cut. And he got so just back into Seinfeld mindset that in between takes, he would go up and give the actors notes. He would go up to Jason Alexander, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. He would go up to these guys and give them notes, Michael Richards, on what they can do and what they can't do or how they can say this line better. And he was so in the Seinfeld mode from just watching them offset that when they cut that scene they were shooting as a part of Curb, he went to walk on set to give them notes, and someone had to tackle him and be like, what are you doing? This is still the show. Wow. Yeah. So to hear that story, that was That's amazing awesome. as well. Yeah. 
That's awesome. And these, I, I can't imagine doing that. No, I can't imagine like having that history and then like still going out and doing stuff and being able to talk to an idiot like me at five thirty in the morning um, on a, a random Thursday. But it was a lot of fun, and um, you know, after talking with them, I liked them so much that I went back and watched another episode of Bruce Brothers, and I actually like the show more now because these guys were so cool. Well, I'm gonna watch. I'll give them a couple views i mean like i said there's not much on i'm actually currently watching old seinfeld episodes on loop on hulu okay and i i mean i know it seinfeld is a love or hate i love that show i mean i still there are a few shows that i still laugh out loud at friends everybody loves raymond and sign i mean i've seen them hundreds of times and I still laugh out loud. Yeah, I, I just I, and I get people don't like Jerry, you know, because he's a jerk. And I get it, you know, in, in real per, in life and and stuff like that. But that show to me, it's real. Like I feel like it's truly relatable than any other show. You know what I mean? Like Friends isn't really relatable to me because it's not a group of people that meet as often as those do. But like I Especially think with Seinfeld, now. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But with Seinfeld, that crap is real. You know what I mean? Like, that stuff, those situations are real. Those awkward, uncomfortable situations. And even if it's not exactly, we all have them, especially you and I, have these, un, you know, comfortable. It's just perfect. It's a perfect show. I don't care what. I will fight people on this. Seinfeld is great. Well, you don't have to fight anyway. me. You know it's my favorite show. But, yeah, there, there are so many life situations, and I do this all the time. I'm sure people are sick of it on the radio. But when I'm talking about something, I will absolutely turn it and go, just like in this episode of Seinfeld, and I'll always bring it back to that. But it is uh, it was just so cool to talk to those guys. You mentioned, like, re-watching Seinfeld. I always think it's fun to talk about which sitcoms are rewatchable and which ones you can go back after 10 years and still enjoy them like Seinfeld or more even with Seinfeld. You can go back and enjoy these shows just as much as you did the first time around. I love watching Seinfeld, but I do think there's one other show out there that is actually more rewatchable than Seinfeld on a regular basis. What's that? I think The Office. I think The Office is actually more rewatchable than Seinfeld. And that doesn't mean I like it better than Seinfeld. I just think, you know, it's not quite as old, and I think it just kind of holds up a little bit more. But there, uh, on the same side of that, there are so many episodes of The Office that would never work, would never happen. You would never be able to even film them in this day and age. Yeah, I, um, I've i never watched The Office, and it's not even like I don't like it. I just, for some reason, I missed out on it. So I, but when I see it on, I watch it, and I laugh. It's good. I think it's funny. I need to... Actually, I don't even know where you can watch it. Is it on Netflix? It used it's to. It's leaving. It's definitely leaving. leaving. It's definitely leaving Netflix. I don't know if it's there still. If it is, you can go ahead. Uh, the first, I would say, the first um, season is not my favorite season. Much like the first season of Seinfeld. Like in this day and age, yeah. I've said this before. In this day and age, Seinfeld wouldn't have made it nine seasons because it probably no. would have got canceled after that first season because it was just not a very good show in the first season. And much like that. Um, you know, it, I feel like The Office really becomes The Office in like the second season because in the first season, like Michael Scott always does dumb stuff, but he always does dumb stuff in an endearing way in most of The yeah. Office. But in season one, like he's just not a very likable character in season one. I I think 
everybody loves Raymond is so relatable because it, everyone has that family dynamic, right? And whether you like Ray Romano, some people don't like his comedy and that, but I think if you like, everyone has that, there's an uncomfortable mother-in-law, you know, or relative or whatever. And I just think that's so relatable. I, that's why I think that show to me holds up better than any show I, I can rewatch. Cause it's just, you know, you think of your mother-in-law or you think of your father-in-law or your brother-in-law or your sisters or everyone has family issues, but they make light of it. And it's just, to me, that's, that's my go-to. That's my island show, I think. You know, I could, I never got into Everybody Loves Raymond. Like, I'll watch it if it's on and it's not on, uh, it's not on reruns as much as it used to be, but there, yeah. I have such a bias and it's so, it's so unreasonable against CBS shows. Like, there's just something about uh, shows on CBS that I, I can't that. watch. I mean, I, and I think Ray Romano is very much like Jerry Steinfeld, not his attitude, you know, in personal life, but I feel like, you either hate him or you love him. Yeah. I think that's a Seinfeld thing too. I think people don't really like his type of comedy because he's that that nasally, you know, whatever. But, but I think he yeah. is awesome. I, I yeah, I mean, maybe his delivery uh, annoys some people, but I I mean, I enjoy Raymond. I, he has a great, and I've watched it probably about five or six times. He has a great stand-up special on oh. Netflix that he does at the Comedy Cellar up in New York. Yeah, when he like goes around the corner, then and does another one. Like yeah. to me, that's one of my favorite comedy specials. Yeah, and it's it's great. The sec and both halves because it's kind of done in two thirty minute snippets. Uh, both halves are fantastic. Yeah. So that, yeah. So when you say your island show, like that's the show you would take if you only could watch one show for the rest of your life, you would do Raymond. I, I it's hard because my three go tos. Actually, I have four go tos: King of Queens, Ugh. Raymond. Seinfeld. I know you're like King. I hate that I chick, love- Leah Remini. My gosh, yeah, I don't, she's the worst. I, I my hate for her is outshined by my love for Kevin James. I love Kevin James, um, but uh, Seinfeld, Friends, um, Raymond, everybody, um, uh, King of Queens. I would say Raymond is probably my island show. So is that your number one show of all time? Then, like, if you were rate, excuse me, if you were <laughs> rating the top five, your top five sitcoms of all time, you oh, would put goodness. you would put King of Queens no. or Raymond at the top. I would put um, it would be Seinfeld, Friends, Raymond, King of Queens, uh, and a fifth. Um, man, I don't know. Maybe Cheers. Cheers is good. Cheers is good. Now I, I don't know if it's rewatchable. That's the thing too. I'm not sure I could go back. Yeah, Cheers. And yeah, watch I mean Fra- Frasier. Frasier to me is also an underrated television show. Like it's smart and it's funny. I think actually I would put I would put Frasier at five. To be honest with you. Yeah, so that'd be my top five right there. Frasier, yep. I think. Yeah, I haven't seen Frasier in a while, so I'm not sure how well that holds up. But Frasier was very, very funny. Um, yeah, man. Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld number one. I, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Seinfeld, Friends, Seinfeld, Friends, Raymond, Queen, King of Queens, and uh, Frasier. That's my top five. That's a good top five. That's hard to argue with. I love. I have Seinfeld at the top, obviously. Um, next I would go with. I love Thirty Rock, and I I've been meaning to go back because Thirty Rock is on. It, is on uh, Amazon Prime, and I've been meaning to go back and, and rewatch Thirty Rock. I love that show. I mean, I watched the first season because you you kind of, and I stopped watching it. Alec Baldwin to me is amazing. Yeah, and he gets better. The relationship between Alec Baldwin and Tina Fey as that show goes on gets better and better and better. One of my favorite movies, and it's kind of underrated. And it's kind of flew under the radar, but it's complicated with uh, Steve Martin 
and Meryl Streep. Him in that movie is so freaking hilarious. I've if you never haven't seen, seen that it, movie. It's kind of like a romantic, weird comedy, but it is he is so good in that movie. And I laugh at everything he says. It's so great. Um, one of my favorite kind of under-the-radar movies. But I love Alec Baldwin. And, and that show, too, he is just awesome. Yeah, so I got awesome. 30 Rock in second. Then I'd go The Office. And then I'm going to go... Uh, like a tie, because I, I I I just love Gary Shandling so much. So I go with the Gary Shandling show, which wow, was like a fourth wall breaking sitcom that I think started on Showtime and might have ended up on Fox, but it was so good and so different. And also the Larry Sanders show. I'm just a sucker for Gary Shandling. And then I I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. There is not an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine where I don't have a belly laugh, and I was so happy when NBC picked it up. And it, it is just as good this season as it's always been. Yeah, I that's a show I missed that on too. It's hard to watch these shows when I have like thirty hours of wrestling a week to watch. I know. Well, your you know your time is very precious when it comes to your yeah. uh, entertainment. Is there a show? This is something I've been meaning to bring up, and I might do this on the radio sometime. Is there a sure. show that you're embarrassed to admit that you haven't watched? Because I have a number one with a bullet that I haven't watched. Yeah, one um, that one that you know you would like. One that with everything else that you've watched, you absolutely should be all in on, and it should be an, a show that you watch, that you've seen every episode of. New or old, doesn't matter? Doesn't matter, because for me, as big a Seinfeld fan as I am, and um, as much as I love that awkwardness, I have watched, I would say, maybe a season and a half of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Now, a lot of that is because I didn't have HBO for a long time, but now I've had HBO for a while and, yeah. you know, with Game of Thrones and everything, and I have not gone back, and I started watching it when I got my back surgery done, and then I just, for some reason, fell off of it and haven't gone back and haven't watched any of this new season, and I, yeah, I'm, I like, I'm embarrassed by the fact that I haven't seen Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's a show yeah. that I absolutely should be watching. Me too. I've watched, I've watched that show... I've watched that show um, a couple times. I watched the reunion show. That's probably my second. You know what my first, though, is? My first show is Veep. Veep. I've so, seen Veep. Veep is good. Veep is very good. I I love her. I love Julia. I yeah. think she's amazing. Um, uh, Rudy on, on the Facebook chat says, what about Will and Grace? I actually watched Will and Grace yeah. when it was on. Um, I have not watched the revival of it. Um, I, I, it's, it's, I, what's, um, Megan Mullaney, Mullaney, yeah, or Mullaney, Mullaney, one of those two. She, she makes that show, I feel. Um, I love her drunken antics. Yeah, we watched that, that, we watched when it was on originally, and we watch it now. It's still pretty funny. It still has a couple moments, and the characters are still good. I'll be honest with you, like, Roseanne is a top five, maybe, didn't break, I mean, possibly top five for me. That show would not make it. I believe in today's climate. No, there's so many of those older sitcoms with the subjects and the way they talked about things and dealt with each other that you could never, ever get away with. I'll tell you, Roseanne is surprisingly good, uh, or the Connors now is surprisingly good without Roseanne. Like the, that's another one where the revival came back and it doesn't suck. Yeah. I didn't watch that. Cause, um, I watched a, a few episodes when she wasn't, and I wasn't like a, uh, I wasn't like a, whatever, you know, that they took her off. But I, I just, I just didn't watch it really. I, it was hard for me to watch because it wasn't as good as the original. Yeah, it's so, different. It's absolutely different. Yeah, it's a different show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to watch Veep. I have HBO too, and I don't watch Veep. I hear it's amazing. My problem with Veep is 
like, and this sounds so weird to say out loud, but they curse too much. Like nobody talks yeah. like that. Like they curse so much at times that it takes me out of the. Uh, it takes me out of the show because you've ever, ever hang out with someone who just curses like way too much, and way you're like, too much, yeah. you're, you're just you're just cursing because you're over eighteen. Yeah, it's like you're like, yeah. like when you were a kid and you got away from your parents for the first time. Yeah, and like you would be with your buddies and you guys would just curse way too much, way too much. Yep. That's what it to veep is like at me at times, and it, I don't know why. And I like cursing doesn't offend me. Nothing really offends yeah. me, but there's just something it's about unnecessary. it. It's unnecessary cursing. One thing too, like I always, I've never, I can never get into dramas. Maybe because, like, I like comedy, and you and I are comedy guys, and like I watch things not to be depressed or in, I'm even in suspense or whatever. Like, I want to laugh and escape this crazy world. I don't need to watch somebody operating on someone and someone dying in a fire. Or, you know, shooting up people and arresting people. I don't know. To me, like, that's – and I know that's people's gig. I'm not, you know, shooting on it. But, um, you know, I I don't know. That And, and you know, and, and a lot of uh, – someone's chiming in with um, some, like, uh, some reality shows. Too. Really, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with reality shows. I think one thing, like, I'm not in the whole Bachelor thing. I think that's ridiculous, you know, all that crap. But I think, like, some of these music shows and – Someone mentioned Fear Factor. That's a good show. Um, um, someone said, "Don't forget the A Team." The A Team was fun. That was Thaddeus. Kirk throw out the yep. wire. Um, he says best show ever made in his book. We were we're talking about comedies, but there are some um, dramas that I like, and I, I don't watch as many dramas as I used to. Um, uh, but as the Wire, Julie and I were told to watch that, and we we started from the beginning, and we tried. We tried to watch the wire and we quit we, we neither of us really loved it the way everybody loved it we watched probably two full seasons and just man i know we're in the minority but we just could not get into the wire could not get into it yeah it um is that with the bald guy is that with the bald guy what <laughs> or is that the blacklist that's the blacklist Who's the bald yeah guy? that's james spader the bald guy james yes spader. Yeah, the wire was on i think uh hbo or showtime one of those two yeah saw that yeah, yeah. Uh, Idris Elba got his start in the wire that Ray Donovan show that looks good too that was on Showtime right the first five Ray seasons Don of that uh, were pretty good this last season wasn't their best season I think it actually got canceled so yeah but if you, that's definitely one you should watch and watch the first bunch of seasons because it was very very good um so yeah. yeah I gotta sit down I gotta watch Curb that's like you know before the end of the year I gotta go ahead and uh, check out some Curb Your Enthusiasm or I gotta finish watching Curb there's just there's there's some of those moments kind of like when you watch The Office with uh Steve Carell I can't, they, yeah. that character and and Larry David put themselves in situations that make me feel so uh, weird inside that I have to like turn it off or walk out of the room. The the Office episode. You ever see the one that's called uh, Scott's Tots? No. All right. Quick spoiler alert for the Office. If you don't want to know what happens in an Office episode, now is the time to either jump ahead like a minute or turn the Facebook Live off for a couple seconds. There is an episode <laughs> of Scott's Tots where apparently he went to do a career day at like an elementary school, and this was whenever the episode aired, like ten years before that. And he did that, and while he was there, he got so caught up in the kids that he promised these inner city kids that if they graduated high school, he would pay for their college. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, fast forward to senior year, and they invite him back. They send him an invitation. <laughs> they bring him back, and he is not a millionaire. He cannot pay for these kids to go to college because it's like 20 <laughs> kids. So he yeah. goes, 
and there's a whole like presentation. They do a song and dance for him, and he sits oh there and eventually has to tell them that he can't send these kids to college. And it is the maybe the most awkward moment in television history. That sounds like you doing when you go back to your school. Yeah, that's why you like that. It's like when you go back to your school <laughs> and you MC that gig. Yeah, but I never promised anyone anything. That's true. Yeah, I, all I ever promised was every day during my high school career at lunch, I would buy a tasty cake and a nutty buddy because you know what? And Those you, things aren't going to eat themselves. And I delivered. You lived up to that promise, baby. I absolutely lived up to that promise. But yeah, those uh, there's there's so many. I think that's what was wrong with Curb for me. I loved it, but like Larry David would do things, and I, I like it hit too close to home. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe that's exactly what it was. Speaking of Steve Carell, though, too that 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 new show, um, the what is it called with Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, you, that's a drama. Yeah, I loved. I really got into that. That, that was, a, that good was a good show. There's a, you know, see, there's a Chris Evans show on Apple TV Plus now. Oh, really? I have to yeah. check that out. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like a drama on there, so I might check that one out too. All right, yeah. couple quick things. Um, I don't know if you noticed this. But this is really driving me up a wall. First, we started seeing it on Facebook, and then I think I, I, I might have mentioned that our neighbors did this too. Doesn't it seem like everywhere you look over the last month, and maybe it's because now's a perfect time for it if you really think about it because everyone's at home, so you have plenty of time to do this, but everyone is buying a puppy. And there is nothing really? more that like an 11-year-old little girl wants than a puppy, and we keep saying, no, we're not doing the puppy thing because, quite frankly, we don't have the time, we don't have the money, and we don't have the energy for a puppy. Plus, we have two cats, and this is a small house. I'm not doing another animal in this house. I don't want to have as many animals as humans in the house that we have to feed. But it seems like everybody, everyone is getting dogs right now. And my daughter wants us, because we always tell her we will get her a dog when we hit the lottery. So now she wants oh, us to boy. buy Powerball and Mega Millions tickets like they're going out to of get, style. That makes sense. Where are people buying these dogs? Like, I don't I know. thought all these places are closed. Like, well, I know are they the, like, is like ship a dog? I ship a dog, yes. Shipadog.com. No, um, it's uh, I, I know like the Humane Society and stuff, they've been doing these uh, adoption drives because I don't think they have enough... Uh, people like take care of the dogs or something, but whatever they've been doing these adoption drives. So ev- everybody's either going to like kennels or whatever they do because there are puppies everywhere, everywhere. We've seen it. There's at least there's at least like 15, 20 people we know on Facebook that have gotten puppies. And I just saw someone else that I know that I work with got a puppy today. Really? Yes. You have not That's noticed crazy. this trend. I have not. I I I I know we roll in different you know clans or whatever, but I don't know that like. That's interesting. Like, no, I don't. I haven't seen the puppy, the puppy craze. If anyone out there is with me on this, it's putting a lot of pressure on us folks who don't want to get a dog. And listen, listen, I have Stella. Yes. I mean, and but let me tell you, a dog sucks. <laughs> Having a dog kind of sucks. It's... I don't care if that pisses people off that's listening. Listen, because it's like with cats. Like, I love Stella. I love dogs. I'm a dog guy. I'm not a cat guy. But if you want to go away, you got to have someone watch the dog. And yeah. my dog has allergies. It can't go to the kennel. So I have someone watch the dog here at the house. It's a pain. Plus, your dog like, wants it, to eat me. Yes, and eat a lot of people. Like, she doesn't like anyone anymore. She's weird. But, um, you know, it's it's just one of those things where it's it's a lot of responsibility. And listen, kids, they all lie. They're all like, oh, I'll take care of the dog. 
They're exactly. full of poop. Exactly. They ain't going to take care of nothing. Well, they're not going to be nothing. full of poop because that's the one thing they're not going to touch. They're never going to yeah. go out there and they're never going to pick up that doo-doo that's going to, nope. that that dog's definitely going to doo-doo in and your, proud in your yard. You stand your ground. You tell that kid, no, <laughs> no. shatter her dreams. Yes, we shatter her nothing dreams. For you. Look, if we get a, if we hit the lottery and I'm, we're talking the big jackpot, I'm not talking I get a scratch off ticket and win the free ticket and then maybe win $5 in the next one. We win like, you know, nine digits, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Then we can get a dog. That's what you we tell her. You pay the nanny to take care of that dog. That's right. That's what do. We'll have a dog nanny. We'll have a nanny for you, kid, and then we'll yeah. have a dog nanny, too. And then we'll pay That's someone to pick do. up the poop, too, because I am not doing that. I don't need a fancy house. I don't need a fancy car. But I, I will need someone to watch the dog when you go out of town. Exactly. Yeah. That's I, what you do. I just, and our neighbors have this little foo-foo dog that might be the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. It appears to be... I don't know three pounds. I don't even know what it is. And like I, it, it, it is so small and fluffy and white that it looks like it should float away. Like it doesn't even yeah, look can, like gravity should like, offend uh, affect just it. Run, like rent a dog. Like <laughs> stay, like you know what I mean. Like you know, have someone drop off a puppy during the day, kind of like the Tiger King ish. You know what I mean? But like puppy, puppy king. Like someone drop the puppy off. So it'd be, instead of buy a pup, it'd be rent a pup. Yeah, rent a puppy. So the puppy comes over. You play with the puppy. You know, I mean, if it poops, you got to clean up, but you don't got to feed it. You don't got to water it. You know, you know what I mean? Play with a couple hours. The kid gets their, you know, whatever their fix, and then you send the puppy back. Well, the only problem with that is, look, like, it's hard. It's easy for me to be, like, a hard no on this, right, until you actually get a puppy in your house. Because let's face it, everyone is, uh, no, I don't want a dog, until you see one in front of you, and then you play with it. And people fall in love with dogs and animals and pets a whole lot faster than they fall in love with human beings. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it takes six months of dating to fall in love with someone. You can fall in love with an animal. An animal can dupe you in, like, you know, four minutes. Well, I mean, six months. Come on, I mean, they're not. Like, well, that's that's, that's for me. It's not that's, like they're dating me. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. They date you. It's four minutes. It'd be who, who do you fall in love with faster, Robbie or a puppy? Six one zero three seven four eighty eight hundred. Yes, please call in. Yeah, both are fluffy and cuddly and want to lick your face. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw this stimulus checks went out this week. Did you see? There's two different people, at least that have reported it. And again, these have both been corrected, but there's one guy uh, in uh, Indiana, and then there's a woman in Florida who both check their accounts to see if their stimulus checks hit. And instead of seeing the $1,700 or $1,200, whatever they were going to get, depending on what size their family is, they got over $8 million. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The guy in Indiana got $8.2 million, and the woman in Florida got $8.5 million. How do you make that mistake? <laughs> Somebody moved a decimal point or something, man. Because let me tell you, some and, and they both saw it, right? They both saw it in their account. And you got to give these people credit because they didn't, like, transfer it somewhere. They didn't try to steal <laughs> it. They just let it sit there. But, man, could you imagine just having the ability to screenshot your account at, like, $8.5 million? And with my luck, my daughter would have seen that and be like, we're getting a dog. <laughs> 
Let me tell you what, I'm running to the local Target. I'm I'm cashing out, man. <laughs> I got eight million. I'm not transferring. I'm just buying all the crap I can. <laughs> yeah, but they're gonna come yeah, back. The government's gonna come back and they're gonna do a withdrawal and you and then that then that overdraw, that twenty dollar overdraw fee is gonna be the the least of your worries. <laughs> yeah, over overdraw my eight point five million. <laughs> can you believe can you that? Imagine? It happened twice. It happened twice. That, doesn't that just sum it up? That's all I'm saying. Well, that and just like why again, why doesn't that ever happen to me? I mean, not that you can keep the money, but just to have that story. You know what I mean? Just to be like, look yeah. what was in my account once. And you could say, Hey, I was a millionaire. I was a millionaire for all of like four <laughs> hours before he realized yeah. it. And then the woman like got a uh she must have her notifications on. I don't know who has their notifications on for their bank, but she has her notifications on and she got a uh she got an alert. After 12 hours, that said her balance was lowered back down. Uh, I would call the IRS and be like, um, excuse me, you took my $8.5 million? What? I mean, I have 300,000 children. <laughs> 500 bucks a piece. That's right. By the way, this woman, <laughs> also better than all of us, because she was just inspired by the $8 million. So even after the money left, she went and used some money to uh, go ahead and uh, buy supplies for a nurse at Walmart. Oh, that's nice. Yes. So not only is she like a good person for not stealing eight million dollars, but then she is a yeah. she's so much better than all of us, anyways, because she went. Well, I mean, she's just like me. Right? Just like you. Giving yes. Back, just giving back to the community, delivering groceries, oh, giving geez. my celebrity time up. Here that's we amazing. go. Well, here there are I, good people just like me out there. I hope that you're uh, not making the same mistake that some people in Maryland are making because uh, cops had to put a uh, post out on their Facebook page. These cops from Tannytown in Maryland. Uh, at least one person in Maryland has been warned numerous times about going out to their mailbox to check their mail without pants on. <laughs> Here is the post that the Tannytown Police Department put on Facebook. <laughs> Please remember to put pants on before leaving the house to check your mailbox. It gets better. They go, you know who you are. This is your final warning. That's so great. That means they had been warned numerous times. Explain to me how a pandemic makes people go so crazy that normal things go out like pantsless. I mean, listen, I love no pants as much as the next guy, but I am not going to pick up you know, my mail with no pants on. I mean, like, it just, I don't know. Like, I'm not doing that. I just don't understand. Like, pandemic, not wear pants. But for the ever. cops to get involved, right? It couldn't just be like he was going out in it. And let's face it, this has to be a dude. This has to be a dude. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No one complained if it was a lady. Well, I'm just saying. it just wouldn't. Th th what woman would do that? I don't know a woman yeah. in my life no, that I would walk either. to the mailbox in her underwear. This has to be a dude. And if it was just a dude walking out in, like, Boxers, boxers or something short, like that yeah. i don't think it would be a big deal so this leads me to believe that he is going out he's there naked. he's going yeah and like much like kramer he's loving every minute of it and he yeah. is out there with nothing or there be numerous warnings and like an, a, a neighborhood watch issue like he has had to be warned numerous times to be out there just a uh, commando as somebody would say that would be I, I, frankly i wouldn't report to the police because i would die i would be watching the mail come and hoping this guy would do it because that to me is it's hilarious. I mean, not that I want to see another dude naked, but that's just. I don't know if you have kids if the sight of the guy strolling down confidently, and he has to be strolling. Co he has to be walking down to his mail like Vince McMahon walking down to the <laughs> ring, to the you know no chance in hell song. That's yep. exactly what it has to be like. Yep.
Yep, yep, yep. A uh, couple things yeah. here. Uh, speaking of Vince McMahon, uh, I'm sure you saw this week, and I wanted to uh, ask you if, uh, what other like announcers would be just iconic voices, but uh, Howard Finkel, probably the most um, well-known ring announcer in the history of professional wrestling, passed away. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because you don't, you don't consider Mean Gene a ring announcer, so other than no. Mean Gene, Howard Finkel was probably one of the most uh, famous voices from the 80s and 90s in professional wrestling, and he passed away at just the age of 69. Yeah, he, he um, I know his health declined rapidly. I think he had cancer, um, but... He, uh, yeah, he, I mean, besides Michael Buffer, I mean, even of all sports, that kind of that fight feeling, he is the, I mean, and when someone wins a title, a new, I mean, just that, you know, intercontinental champion, that type of thing. It was just, it was, and there was no one who loved wrestling. He was at, more than him and he was actually WWE's first employee. I saw that. He was the first person that he was employed, uh, was employed technically by. The WWF at the time. Well, he was actually the WWWF. Yes. Yeah. The three Ws. Senior. The what? Yep. Is that the was that the Wide World Wrestling Worldwide 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 Wrestling Federation? Yep. So yeah, when yeah. Senior. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a shame. Um, you know, he uh, they had a pretty cool uh, tribute for him and uh, danced around with Hogan and and, and Mean Gene and Gorilla and. So it was, um, it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Obviously, um, your voices are all going to come from the wrestling uh, landscape, the wrestling <laughs> world. But what other like iconic voices that you, when you hear them, do you just know exactly who they are? Because that's when, as a broadcaster, you know you've made it when you have either like a saying, like Marv Marv Albert with "yes" and stuff like that. Like yeah. when you are identified by either your voice or by something that you say on a regular basis if you're calling a sporting event. Um, that's how you know you've become like uh, very popular and you've reached a yep. different level. Mm, like Michael Buffer, like I said, he was, you know, you know, let's get rid of Rumble, that type of thing. I mean, he's, you know, huge. Um, well, JR would have to be up there for you, right? Jim Ross. Yeah, slobber, slobber knocker, you know, well, uh, just, mud hole, walk it dry. And just, well, his, and just his yeah. voice, just his voice. Yeah, just his voice. I mean, and yeah, I mean, and, and to be honest with you too, Gorilla Monsoon. I mean, I'm still in the wrestling world here, but Gorilla Monsoon to me, I mean, it was him and Bobby the Brain Heenan when I was first watched wrestling, and those two together just, ah, oh, so good. Yeah, so Cu good. couple for me would have been. I, I'm blanking on his name. I should have wrote it down. I knew it earlier. Um, if you want the guy who was the uh, announcer for Saturday Night Live. Um, oh yes, yes. Unfortunately, my brain has decided to um, oh, give out on yeah. me here, but um, he just his voice. That's a voice that you heard at the beginning of every Saturday Night Live for like how many years? Uh, Don Pardo. Yep. Don Pardo. When you heard Don Pardo's yep. voice, mm -hmm. like you knew exactly not just who it was, but you knew exactly what show you were watching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They like when you heard I mean, that, you knew you were watching yep. Saturday Night Live. My uh, I would my great grandmother Clemmer would watch me, um, and she would and I would stay up late because she watched me let me watch Johnny Carson with her. When yeah. I was really young. And Ed McMahon announcing Johnny Carson always is in my head. Yep. Like yep. that to me is is a is one too. That's a good one. Another one in the sports world, uh, obviously Harry Callis. So these are two guys. Yep. Unfortunately, that, mm -hmm. that passed. But again, as soon as you heard Harry, 
you knew that you were watching Philadelphia Phillies baseball or yep, listening to Philadelphia 100%. Phillies baseball. Um, and again, same thing as far as Philly sports. You look at Merrill Reese with the um, Philadelphia Eagles. Like he's he's just the voice of the Eagles, and he's going to be the voice of the Eagles until he decide, uh, decides to uh, hang it up, or uh, unfortunately he passes. But yeah, those those are some voices that I think I think of this whenever you hear of like a guy like Howard Finkel passing away. You know, he was the voice. You knew exactly what you were watching when you heard him coming, when you heard his voice coming out of your TV. Even if you weren't, aren't a wrestling person. Because of WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. You knew who Hulk Hogan was and you knew who the Fink was. So even if you don't know him by name, if you heard him, you were like, oh, I know who he is. I mean, he is iconic. It truly is. I mean, it's, he's amazing. And it's, it's, yeah. I mean, 69 is young. I mean, you know, and I mean, it was just, it wasn't coronavirus related or anything, but still just sad, you know? Yeah. I mean, and he, again, he loved wrestling. He was a great advocate for pro wrestling. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Hey, uh, going quick, quickly before we get out of here into the world of uh, the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, obviously uh, some of the TV shows that aired on Netflix, they'd all been canceled, and uh, there's been some, you know, kind of a discussion, at least from us fans, about maybe some of these shows uh, moving to Disney+, Plus or the characters becoming a part of the MCU. Uh, we finally have learned when all of those characters from the Netflix shows when the rights leave Netflix and go back to Disney. So I want to know from you, obviously I think Daredevil's the number one choice to see pop up in the MCU, and he reverts back to Marvel and uh, Disney and for use in the MCU on November 29th, 2020. But as far as Iron Fist, Luke Cage, uh, The Punisher, uh, Jessica Jones, which of those would you like to see and which wouldn't you like to see as a part of the MCU? So you're the one you most want and the one you can just get away from. I have a feeling we're both going to say just punt Iron Fist, right? Just punt him yeah, into the yeah. unknown. Um, I like – so this isn't even a, a title character, but I want to see Fisk and that actor. Yes. I forget his name. Vincent D'Onofrio. I want – yes, I want him in there badly. And I – you know, so – and of course, like you said, Daredevil. I would like Luke Cage. I like the first season of Luke Cage. I did not like the second season of Luke Cage. I really enjoyed that first season. Punisher was just okay for me, um, but I would like to see Luke Cage. I think he's he's fun. I think he would be a cool ad- addition. Now, that being aside, I do like me some Jessica Jones. Yeah. She, well, Kristen Ritter is great in that part, and it's so She's weird. so good. Because my wife watches, as I say all the time, Gilmore Girls incessantly, and she pops up as like a supporting character and a friend of Rory when she's in college on Gilmore Girls, and she's in that show like this slight... Uh, you know, young woman, and then she like becomes the superhero later, and it's just two completely different characters. And she was also uh, don't trust the bee in Apartment Twenty Three or whatever it was oh, on ABC yeah, yeah, that yeah. sitcom, which is like a cult following now. But yeah. uh, I like Jessica Jones, and when I said Daredevil as kind of coming in, I meant like that whole Daredevil world, you know. Yeah, ev- and he's gonna be in it. I mean, I've already heard rumors that he's, he's gonna pop in. up in the new Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be his lawyer. Yep, that which would be <laughs> so, amazing, and then definitely amazing. You know, you're right with Fisk and I love I loved all the characters all the characters in Daredevil I thought were pretty great I would like to see the Punisher because uh I like the idea of these semi harder worlds in the MCU like we liked we like Daredevil so excuse me uh Deadpool so much because it's you know it's kind of a a rated R version Logan was still great because it's rated R I would love to see like a really well done rated R Punisher come to uh the mcu and i love john barenthal 
as the Punisher. Yes. I thought that was great casting. He was fantastic. So if you could kind of put him in the same uh, vibe, the same world as uh, Deadpool and maybe even have a team up. I don't know if they've ever teamed up in the comics, but Deadpool and Punisher, those two at complete opposites would, I think, oh, be yeah. fun to watch together. Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I, anyone besides Iron Fist, and I don't think that was the actor's fault. I just didn't like that show. No, I mean, the actor was fine, it, I guess, but the show was just not so good. And have you heard Keanu Reeves maybe cast as Ghost Rider? Uh, I've, seen, I've seen some... He's been tied to a bunch of different characters within the MCU. The MCU desperately... I like that one. Yeah, the MCU desperately wants to get him involved, and uh, I think he wants to be involved, too. So I mentioned that... I like um, that one fits. Daredevil, November 29th, 2020. Uh, Jessica Jones and The Punisher are February 18th of 2021, and then you get Luke Cage into the MCU, if you want, on October 19th, 2020, and the first character actually uh, available for the MCU is Iron Fist, uh, who would be available uh, on October 12th of this year. Let him lie. <laughs> who cares? Or the problem with that is like you'd love to recast him and start over because there's such a negative stank on that character now. But yeah. if you're going to keep the others, it seems weird because you know the Defenders came together, they worked together. It'd be odd if you had just another dude show up as Iron Fist. Yeah, they did it for Hulk. They did it for War Machine. True, Why not? but I don't know. I, I don't know. I like that character. I think just those characters and those actors weren't bad. You know what I mean? No, that's what I mean. He wasn't bad. I didn't think the show was bad. But I mean, you know, the ones true. they've replaced, the ones they replaced were still oh. good characters. It just they they, oh, yeah, they recasted. I, I agree with all the characters that they recast. Yeah. I mean, all the actors, they were all better. I think. Yeah. Well, that so. I mean, but the the characters were still cool, even with the other actors. Oh, is what I was oh saying. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, let's uh, get on out of here. Wrap things up here on this. Uh, 192nd edition of the uh, 222 podcast. A couple of things I watched. Uh, Chris D'Elia, uh, excuse me, I always forgot to screw, screw, say his name. Chris D'Elia on Netflix's stand-up special. Definitely check that out. Really, really funny stuff. And um, speaking of like mindless action movies, Angel Has Fallen is on Netflix. Oh, I've seen it. It's great. I can't wait to watch it. That might be it's after just- Julie goes to bed tonight. Late night movie, Mike. It's just a bunch of ass blowing up. Yeah. Well, I, there may not be a more entertaining and yet ridiculous action scene in the history of movies than at the end of London is Falling when everyone is shooting at him and no one hits Gerard Butler. Yeah. It, Another movie on Netflix I want to catch out is called Code 8. It's uh, by Robbie and Stephen Amell. Yeah, I saw it. Nah, I don't know. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. The, the, the trailer didn't suck me in. Oh, okay. I, I kind of like the concept that there's a bunch of superheroes. and. Yeah. I mean, maybe you know, I'll check so it out. It's free. I'm going to check it out. It's sitting there. Plus, Stephen Amell's Arrow, so. Oh, yeah. I, that, I knew he looked familiar. Uh, Good Boys is on uh, on HBO now, so I want to watch that. I've been really? told that's very, oh, very that funny. funny. Yeah. And uh, Comic-Con canceled this week, and uh, uh, Taylor Swift canceled all her concerts in 2020. So more uh, things being shut down. I love me some Tay Tay. Tay Tay. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, Robbie, big thanks to you for taking a couple time. And, uh, you know, once again, for just being the best person and uh, donating your time as a paid employee to deliver yeah. uh, groceries to folks who order groceries and pay for them on an app. Yeah, uh, WWRD. That's what I'm saying. What would Robbie do? There you go, baby.
<laughs> By the way, Greg, this is a this is a four beer. Love it. The, uh, I'd say the wheat is probably a five. No lie. Um, I'm eating these Cheetos eggs. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I don't care. It's good. I don't care. It's good. These are a four and a half snack, by the way. Fantastic. Cheetos eggs. Let me see them. What do they look like? Hold they're, on. They're cinnamon. They're cinnamon Sweetos. And they're shaped like eggs. They're a little fluffy, but it's, and, and it's like buttery. Oh, fantastic. I don't these think, four and a half I snack. think those are a four and a half for you. I bet I bet I would not rank them as high. No, you wouldn't like them. You, you give these a three. Yeah, too sweet probably for me. All right, man. We yeah. got to get out of here. What do you want to say to these animals? Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, don't touch your face. WWRD, baby. Yep. Or just don't do whatever Robbie would do, whatever those letters equal. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>